powered by Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Hello again, all you podcast enthusiasts. Welcome to Better Than Before. This is the CEO Leaders Podcast Show. We have one clear objective, to provide tools, information, and entertainment. Uh, That's questionable, I guess. To make you better than before in business and in life. I'm your host, Tony Richards, reminding you that you can subscribe to our show on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and C-Suite Radio Network. And I want to thank you for being a subscriber to our podcast. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please hit the subscriber button so you can be notified when new episodes come your way every Tuesday. On the show with me again today is my faithful companion, Producer Bill. Hello. And uh, on our program today, just for you, we're going to have Marsha Carter from Shelter Insurance and David Whelan from Commerce Bank here in Columbia. And they are this year's co-chairs for the Leadership Columbia program that I do in conjunction with the Columbia Chamber of Commerce every year. So we're going to be talking Leadership Columbia 2019. And also today, I'm going to be talking about game changers for your organization and your business. So I'm going to have some things for the entrepreneurs and executives today to think and ponder about as far as making their business better. That sounds great. I uh, saw the Challenger disaster movie the other night. and Oh, I haven't seen it. It's the movie about, uh, of course, the space shuttle uh, tragedy mm-hmm. uh, where um, Krista McAuliffe was the school teacher and mm-hmm. there were I believe a crew of seven people that died on that mission because of the explosion uh, in the movie the engineers who designed and tested the o-rings were the subject of the film and about how they kept trying to get them to postpone the launch oh I didn't know this yeah why well, I, I didn't either Wow. But uh, so that's what's made it interesting yeah I, I'm gonna date myself I saw that live yeah I did too yeah, where where were you when you saw it? I was headed out to uh, a class in college. Right before I left for class, I turned on the TV to watch it. Yeah, yeah. it was January of uh, 1986, and uh, I was standing in the newsroom uh, with Desiree Owen. We had her on the podcast uh, last year, and she was the news director at the time of the radio group I was running, and um, we had finished the morning program that we did together and we were talking about tomorrow we're talking about it and we said let's watch the space shuttle launch there's probably going to be something interesting to talk about tomorrow and boy Mm. we couldn't believe it we just both stood there with our mouths open like did that just explode right yeah i was the same way i i thought well was this just a test launch this couldn't be real Yeah. So uh, evidently the engineering crew at this company who designed the O-rings and tested the O-rings were protesting to their management and also to NASA 
to wave it off. Don't do it. You're launching in too cold a weather, which in Cape Canaveral, Florida, mm-hmm. you don't get 30-something degrees very often. And that's what the temperature was. And they said, we've had adverse effects when we've tested it less than 51 degrees. And we think it's going to explode and you're going to have rocket fuel shooting out the side of the vehicle and it's going to cause an explosion. And management was scared to do it because they thought that was going to make them look bad, canceling the launch the night before. Mm -hmm. So basically they all overrode what the engineers told them. And uh, the one, the one line that really stuck with me was that one engineer said, would you put your wife or your daughter, or would you get on that ship tomorrow? Mm -hmm. And they went ahead with it. Obviously, obviously. Wow. So, So I'm guessing the astronauts didn't have any idea. Oh no, no, they weren't told. I'm sure. And then the the congressional hearings about what happened with the accident and everything afterward, it, it's all it's all pretty interesting, just terrible. It's one of those movies where it's like watching the Amelia Earhart movie and hope she doesn't crash in the ocean. You know, I mean, you know, or or Titanic. Right. You know, the boat's going down, but you still what you're so into the movie. You have hope that it's going to work out, even though, you know, it isn't. It's very emotional. Wow, sounds like a good movie. So uh, I'll, I'll give you this quick hit growth thought uh, before we get David and uh, Marsha in here uh, to talk about the leadership program we're working on. A lot of times leaders get stuck in their mindset. Instead of saying something in your mind, in your self-talk like, why would they listen to me? Or uh, you're thinking about going for a higher level job and you think, why would they choose me? You want to change that thought process to why wouldn't they listen to me or why wouldn't they listen to why would they listen to anyone other than I or why would they choose anybody else? Why would they choose anyone else? Why would anyone else get this promotion? Set yourself up in your own mind as the logical choice. And this works really well with salespeople, too, because in their mind, they're thinking, why would they buy from me or I'm not on their level or whatever. So you've got to focus on yourself as the obvious top choice and quit fretting and worrying about others. So the mindset adjustment you got to make is the other person knows only what you say and do, and uh, they will evaluate that behavior. So you control what others think about you. It's really the balls in your court. If you act like a fool, they're going to think you're a fool. If you act like you know what you're doing and you act confident and competent, they're going to think this person knows what they're doing. They're confident and they're competent. But you can't let your mind talk you out of it because thoughts lead to words, which leads to action. And you can tell what people think of themselves because they'll tell you. They probably wouldn't want somebody like me or they, you know, they're never going to pick somebody from my department. Well, you know, the first person you have to sell yourself on is yourself. And so you got to be confident. We're going to have David Whelan from Commerce Bank in here, along with Marsha Carter from Shelter Insurance. We're going to talk about our Leadership Columbia program this year that I do the curriculum for. So I'm looking forward to that conversation. Better Than Before is sponsored by University Subaru. Join us for the Subaru A Lot to Love event going on now. From here, been here, always will be here. University Subaru, your truly locally owned dealer. The all-new three-row Subaru Ascent. 
Room for up to eight passengers. Choice of second row captain's chairs or bench seating. Standard EyeSight driver assist technology. Coming from Kelly Blue Book's most trusted brand for four years running. The Subaru Ascent. Love is now bigger than ever. University Subaru, your locally owned dealer. Join us for the Subaru A Lot to Love event going on now. Are you working twice as hard but enjoying fewer rewards? Maybe you're highly accomplished, but you just can't seem to break through and make the next big move. Or you run a business that has begun to grow stagnant. It doesn't have to stay that way. Even the best leaders have felt as if their careers were spiraling out of control. But that's when they had to lead and lead big. Tony Richards' new book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, will help launch you forward in leadership. Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. I'm your host, Tony Richards, and I'm joined today by two guests here in the studio, David Whelan from Commerce Bank and Marsha Carter from Shelter Insurance. Welcome to our show, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Tony. So glad to have you here. And you guys are both co-chairs with the Leadership Columbia 2019 program that we do in conjunction with the Chamber of Commerce every year. We're the curriculum sponsor, and I'm thrilled to death to be working with you and it's going really well so far I think I would agree unless you've heard something I haven't heard but it's a great class yeah so David I'll start with you tell me a little bit about your background and how'd you get to Columbia Missouri and that sort of thing uh, I'm from uh, Perry Missouri and actually started uh, my banking career at Rawls County State Bank in New London and Center uh, and that was back in, oh, late 1990. Made my way to Columbia in, in 2000 and have been working with Commerce Bank for 15 years and have just really enjoyed that, uh, the community outreach, uh, the things like Leadership Columbia that the bank allows me to participate in just makes it you know, a wonderful place to work and provides so many opportunities. What year did you go through Leadership Columbia? Uh, Marsha and I both went through in 2016. Best, Best class, class ever. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get out of the class? Oh, it, it was just the connections that you make with the individuals and still uh, seeing them on the streets or getting together for lunch or a happy hour. But the connections that you make with so many extraordinary leaders in Columbia uh, was really the biggest takeaway for me. But also to see things in the community that you wouldn't typically get to see. Uh, through uh, healthcare day, you know, seeing how fortunate we are to live in a, a community that has such fantastic healthcare. Uh, the the nuclear reactor, you know, who really gets a chance to tour that so closely? Just so many awesome things that the program offers. Great, Marsha. Obviously, you went through the same year, but where did you grow up, and how did you get to Columbia? I grew up in Dodge City, Western Kansas. Um, spent my time there underneath my father learning insurance. He was an insurance agent, still is. 
but then moved to Colorado um, in my early 20s and had three children and started working for a shelter insurance company as an agent there in Colorado and spent about 17 years doing various different positions, but had the opportunity to move here to Columbia about six years ago. And so I was transplanted from Denver to Columbia. That's awesome. Now, what did you feel like you got out of the Leadership Columbia program? For me, just being new to the community, I think that one of the most valuable items was just learning um, about the community as well as meeting people. We moved here and my children were already grown, so it's amazing how much children in the house help you connect with adults in your area. So we did not have that since we moved without our children. So I think just having the opportunity to meet other business people in the community and just really get to make some friends as well as business contacts. Now, you guys are still connected, obviously, working very closely together. You see each other now every two weeks at least, at least, yes. maybe, and, and maybe more. Yes. But are you still connected to people in your class? Absolutely. Yeah, I just saw uh, Neil Wilkinson uh, this week at the Job Point Awards Banquet, so it's nice to see Neil and his wife. Uh, Terry Merritt, we see uh, see him often and uh, just it's it's great to still maintain these connections. Mm-hmm. And I know, Marcia, you also went through the Greater Missouri Leadership Program. Right? I did in 2017. And so that's, following that's for women. That is, and it's a statewide program. You went through with my wife. Yes, that's correct. And I, it was fun watching you guys uh, sort of reunite out in the hallway there. <laughs> that's a great program. You know, it really um, allowed me to learn more about Missouri not just concentrated here in Columbia and not being from this area. It was a really great experience and a great group of women as well. You guys got uh, lots of leadership stuff that you've been through several things uh, to pass on to the students this year. And so just for people who may not know, the Leadership Columbia program has 30 people that, that go through the class every year. And we have some wonderful sponsors. So what are some of the things that the students get as they go through the program? I think it's, you know, really those friendships. And what Marsha and I really try to encourage the classmates is to get to know each other. And don't just really isolate yourself with three or five people. You know, look around and and who you haven't really had a good conversation with. Go over, take that step to get to know that person. I think additionally, one of the things we've done this year to just underscore the theme of being connected is we've invited past alumni to come to the um, you know gatherings that we have following the daily sessions, just to give that additional opportunity for them to connect and stay connected. Sometimes if you just meet some of the session chairs or past alumni once, it's really difficult to actually start to you know glean a relationship from that. So that's one of the things we've tried to introduce this year is to get all of the session chairs and alumni as well uh, to participate. So they actually get to know the class. So the class becomes connected not only to themselves, but perhaps even more so with the session chairs and past alumni. Yes, and you guys have worked really hard on the accountability piece too, right? How's that work? Yeah, the accountability partners, and we uh, basically have uh, three people, three individuals with uh, unlike personalities or characteristics. And that's, of course, through the DISC assessment that you do, Tony. Yeah, uh, we, which is a little bit hard to do with this class because there's a lot <laughs> so of... So many high eyes. Right, yeah. right. 
And so we worked really hard to pair them up. And so with accountability partners is they can reach out to each other after the sessions to, you know, talk about the day and how it went or if they got questions or if somebody, you know, due to weather or whatever that may be, can't make it to the class that day, they can get with their accountability partners and talk about what happened. But it's it's really, you know, uh, building bonds with those individuals. And do those accountability partners meet on a regular basis or... They try to. We're pretty new in the program, but we've already heard of them getting together and um, really carpooling, that type of thing. We're just trying to find different ways for them to have small group discussions to really um, explore some of the things that they're learning uh, through the program. And uh, also, I will say, I think this class this year probably has the best Facebook group page that I've seen so far. Yeah, it's, it's very inter- interactive, keeps them in touch with each other on what's going on uh, outside of the class. And so what the individuals are doing. So you'll see sporting events or community events that they're attending. And, and so it's, it's a really cool way for them to connect. Yes. And the thing about Facebook, unfortunately, is you see somebody post something, you see how many people comment, and then you see how many people saw it. And so you're like, oh, about 10 people did saw it and didn't say anything, you know. So, uh, but it is it is good. I think Bethany's keeping that going. Yeah, Bethany's doing a fantastic job uh, with that. And then, you know, you see, you know, a lot of people don't post on it, but you can see that they're liking yep. what people say. And, and so they're really paying attention to that and checking in on that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, so talk a little bit about the retreat. We had the retreat back in late January and... We did that in Boonville. How'd you think that went? Well, from the feedback that we got, it went fantastic. I thought it was just a great time. A lot of people, um, some of the comments that we had was just how much they learned. They really were able to connect as well. We did a lot of things where they were broke up in small groups. They were um, either interacting or having discussions together. And I think that really helped lay a solid foundation. I think that's part of the reason why you see the activity that you see on Facebook. They felt pretty connected coming out of that uh, retreat. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd, I'd like to say a big shout out to the Isle of Capri in Boonville because, you know, people think Isle of Capri gambling. Well, it was a fantastic place for, ha- for us to have the resort because it gets people out of town. And so it's not so easy to say, oh, I, I got to go home tonight and let the dog out or whatever. You're, you're you know, 30 miles out of Columbia in Boonville. The facilities are awesome. Uh, Isle of Capri donated rooms for everyone. The conference room, the facilities that they have, the food, it was just amazing. And the class really liked it. And then at the end of the evening, just a little bit of gambling. Sure. I uh, This is the second year we've had it there. And so I kind of knew what to expect from last year. And my meals sort of trail off. I'll, I'll usually eat quite a bit for breakfast, a little bit less for lunch and not much for dinner. And the cool thing about Al Capri was I was looking forward to that breakfast because they do a great job there. They and do. So just a, a great sponsor, you know, of the program. So then the first theme day, for those who don't know, every two weeks there's a day that has a theme to it. And David mentioned Healthcare Day. The first day we had, though, was Education Day. And so can you tell everybody a little bit about that? That was a huge hit. Yes. We went all over Columbia and were able to, um, even in our sponsors, um, you know, we're very connected in the education field. And so that gave us um, a door into opportunities that not everyone has. And I think that's um, just underscores how important those session chairs are and their 
you know, connections that we're able to utilize for the program. Um, but they were able to tour and hear from people from the Columbia School District. We went to um, Columbia College. Um, they got to see a lot of things that um, behind the scenes that most people will never see. Yeah, the planetarium at Rockbridge High School, that's amazing. And that's another best kept secret in Columbia. People don't know that we have that. And to go there and to experience that planetarium was really cool. And it's I've been there several times now, but the class, a lot of feedback. Wow, we did not know that right. that was there. And yeah. so there's a lot of discovery through through the class. Yeah, it's awesome. And then so we had Healthcare Day, and we kicked that off at the Truman VA Hospital, which may be the best conference room I've ever presented in. That I, is real. I, I really I felt tech. like I was driving a new car. <laughs> yeah, you know? the the VA is uh, well, it's it's the number one rated VA hospital in the nation. Yeah, and the staff and the team there are just incredible. The facilities they continue to improve. So yeah, that was a great spot to kick that off, and you know walk through the tunnel over to MU Hospital and Heather Brown there, who uh, was in the class last year, uh, did a great job of taking care of me, and and uh, I just want to say thanks to her. And it was nice. I had screens behind me, and I had cheat screens in front of yeah. me, and it was and a kitchen in the back. That's right, <laughs> and I could just look over people's heads. It was it was awesome, and and nice. And there was a good panel there too. I was wishing I could stay to hear the panel. Jonathan Kurtwright was there from MU and um, a couple other people that I don't at this moment can't recall, but it was a great panel and uh, it looked like it was going well when I had to leave. The panel discussions go really well and we've gotten a lot of great feedback on those. And so uh, the session chairs uh, are doing a great job in picking out those panel members. And so for Healthcare Day, Education Day, uh, great feedback uh, from the class on that. And so it's a lot of work by these session chairs. But, you know, if you think about it, uh, Marsh and I and JoLynn have been working on this since last June to get right. these really incredible session chairs. And I think that we've probably rounded up the, the best group ever. I think we have the best team. Yeah. And the panel, you know, gives the opportunity for people to be exposed to individuals that they perhaps would not normally be exposed oh, yeah. to. And it's an hour out of their time, but you know, what we cover in that hour time frame and having the ability to ask, you know, some really thought provoking questions to those panel members is an amazing opportunity and to have them together, you know, from their various fields. We have so many incredible leaders in this community that take time out of their day to be on these panels. And, you know, we have bad weather, uh, you know, family things come up, but uh, these individuals really come through and and do a great job in uh, educating these individuals in class on what they do. And I think that's what's really cool. Everybody likes to hear about what other people do because we know what we do. But what, what do you do? Yeah, that's right. And so uh, by the time this airs or drops, uh, we will have conducted Media Day. That's coming up for us next Wednesday, but it will have been about a week ago by the time this podcast drops. So anything special planned for Media Day? For me, I love going to KMOU yeah. and watching the newscast and then uh, getting to visit with them afterward and, uh, and just seeing how human they are. Uh-huh. And uh, so it's, that's a that's a really great thing for me for media day. Class members get to stand in front of a green, green screen, screen yeah, and, uh, like we have here, and they put stuff behind them. And and if you haven't been in there, it, it's amazing how small and how compact that mm-hmm. studio is mm-hmm. and the working space that they have. 
one of the great things about Media Day is we have two of our class members that are co-chairs for that session. And so that's really um, exciting when we have our classmates, um, you know, part of that program. And who is that? Uh, Megan and Mark. Yeah, great. And then we got Social Services Day coming up. And that, in years past, has been higher in the schedule. So that's kind of in the middle. Uh, and that's usually a popular one, too. I think I'd have to say they're all popular. And it, it really depends upon the individual. But social services, to really see how much you know people give back to the community, what these organizations do to support everyone in the community, I think that's what makes it so impactful for the, for the class members. And that's going around to a lot of the nonprofits right. uh, in the community. A lot of the services that are available through the community that not everyone is always aware of, that we offer um, those types of services to our community. And then Development and Industry Day. I've already got a call from Sarah Dubert on that one. She's wanting to know what I'm going to do. So uh, I told her, I think that's the day I'm going to have my CEO panel. So I'll have three of my CEO clients there and just kind of continuing the thought of people they don't get exposed to very often. Mm -hmm. So, And that's usually a popular thing. It has been in years past where they just get to interact with them and ask questions. And, you know, everybody wants to know, how'd you get? To your job and oh. what how'd you prepare and their answer usually is i didn't know i was going to get this job yeah you know or i hadn't planned on specifically doing that but that's a good interaction and then one that i don't do but it, i've gotten a lot of good feedback on the past state government day oh yeah and everybody should go visit our state government buildings Absolutely. And that's something that not everyone takes the time to do, even though it's in your backyard. But this gives them the opportunity to go as a group and see what's happening inside, tour the building, talk to individuals, um, see sessions that they wouldn't normally be able to see. And we have very beautiful buildings. We do. I mean, they are breathtaking. And the Capitol just got redone. Yeah, they're still working on that. And when we went through, we were able to go all the way up in the rotunda and walk around outside of that. Well, now with the construction, we don't know if, if that'll be available or not, but uh, all the paintings by Thomas Hart Benton that are throughout the Capitol, that's just amazing. And, and seeing some of the, uh, the closed off rooms, governor's office, and uh, just uh, a very great opportunity for the individuals. And then we have Arts and Recreation, yes. and then City Government Day. Um, so that'll smaller version of state government day for our local city and some county too i think uh, during the day and i think i'm missing one from the list but i don't know which one it is um so i just had the list of the ones i'm i'm doing a lesson there so i think i'm missing one at the end but then graduation which i love graduation you know seeing these people that we've worked with the previous four or five months and they're so excited and the class usually does a presentation and um did you guys enjoy your graduation day we did yeah Yeah. and and what was really cool for me for graduation day was to see my boss and her boss come to celebrate that day and and of course, they knew other individuals from uh, from other businesses there, and for them to get to collaborate and talk and kind of brag on us, like you know, we're so glad that Marsha went through this and Dave. Oh yeah, and that makes me proud too. I love to look around the tables and see all the proud uh, people and executives and leaders who have people 
who are going through and have been through. And A program like this wouldn't happen without the support of the local businesses giving the opportunity to their employees. So that's a huge component of the success of this program and the support that they get from the local businesses. Yeah, and, and I'd have to give a shout out to Jo Lynn at the Chamber as well. She does so much behind the scenes that the class never sees. Oh, I know. And she, she just has this down to a science and... Uh, I know myself, or maybe we give her a little bit of anxiety at times <laughs> on things that we, we'd we like to see accomplished, but uh, JoLynn is just phenomenal at the job she does at the Chamber, especially yeah. with this program. JoLynn and I have a running joke between us. Um, we are the two people who will never graduate. <laughs> you just uh, keep coming we, back. They yeah. just keep putting us through every year. But this is my ninth year of doing this program. I love doing it, and I love it when people that I've worked with come back and help with the program too. And I've seen that more and more since I've been involved. Since I've been doing it since the 2011 class, so I've been through it a few times. <laughs> well, I'm I'm hopeful that they will still ask Marsh and I to come back occasionally to yeah. to do something, to participate, to give feedback, but. You know, uh, I've, I've just thoroughly enjoyed it and was, was honored when JoLynn called me and asked me if I could do this, but also very appreciative to Steve Sowers because this is really a part-time job outside of what Marsh and I do, or maybe more than a part-time job. But uh, Steve was very kind to say, yes, we definitely want you to do this, Dave. Yeah, and I I appreciate all you guys are doing too. I mean, it's, it's great. And, and from somebody who's seen nine of them, I can tell you, you're doing a great job. Thank you. Fantastic. So I've got a list of closing questions for you guys, and I'll, I'll hit these pretty fast. And, uh, just the first thing that comes to mind, how's that sound? Be prepared. <laughs> I know. We can all right. Marsha, I'll start with you. Best memory that comes to mind for you. What's the best memory? Riding a combine with my grandfather. That's awesome. David? I would probably say uh, graduating college from uh, uh, Northeast Missouri State University, which is now Truman up in Kirksville. Uh, I'm the youngest of 13 children, and I uh, was only the second to graduate college. And for my mother uh, to be able to come and attend that and, how, and just how proud she was of me. Would you have to make up a song to remember all your brothers and sisters? Uh, Twelve other names? uh, That's pretty easy because growing up Catholic, you had to pray for everybody that evening. So you you have everybody's name in succession. That's awesome. Who's the number one hero in your life? My number one hero is my dad. And what's his name? Emil Gall. I just learned a lot of things from him, not only business-wise, but you know, I didn't realize it when you're a kid and I'm just the tag along to his businesses, how much I picked up and can apply to you know, what I do every day. But mostly it's about how to interact with people. He's a great people person. That's and great. that's where I learned to connect with people. Good. Dave, number one hero. It would have to be without a doubt, my mother, you know, raising uh, 13 children on a small um, farm property outside of Perry, Missouri. And then uh, when we uh, moved to town and we actually had running water and a telephone and, and heat. Um, uh, it was incredible that my mother took up babysitting and on her 90th birthday, uh, we had a celebration for her and Perry and there was a sheet on the wall for all the babysitting children that she uh, kept over the years and there were over a hundred names of children. So in Perry, Missouri, she's known as Mama Whelan and there's actually a little circle drive named Mama, Mama Whelan Circle in oh. Perry, Missouri at the Christian uh, Academy. And what's her name? Mary Whelan. Okay. What's the top value you subscribe to? 
I want to say connectivity because I feel if you're really truly connected with someone, then a lot of those other components like integrity and trustworthiness are there. Mm-hmm. If, it, if it's true connection. Yeah, deep connection. Okay, Dave. Yeah, I, I would have to say that is honesty. Yeah, you, you always need to be honest with yourself and with others. And uh, uh, the, the thing for me is if, if someone tells you something that's not true once, you know, how can you ever really believe them 100% going to the future? And, and so I share that with a, a lot of young adults you know, when they come and ask me for advice that you always need to be honest in everything that you say. I like it. Most important person in your life. Yeah, that, that's really a tough one, especially growing up in a large family, you know, with, with 12 siblings and then all of the in-laws and then 40 plus nieces and nephews. But I would say that person to me is is my partner, uh, Brian Mark White, and we've been together for 19 years. All right. Marcia? Well, I was going to default to my spouse, so <laughs> just because I could not have done what I do without his support, especially being a female and traveling. We have moved our children, um, I think a total of eight different times. So, you know, when we first had children, he quit his job and stayed at home. He was a stay at home dad before that was cool. And before anybody really understood what that was, but it was important to us to have a parent home with our children. And so without his ability to do that, I would not be able to do what I do. Okay. What's his name? Richard Carter. Richard. Uh, what's your favorite thing? Hiking. Hiking? It's an activity, but... Yeah, that's fine. My favorite thing is to travel. I I love Columbia, Missouri, but I, I love to travel, typically somewhere warm with a beach. But as much as I love to travel, I always love to come home to Columbia and the three dogs. I have seen your pictures on Facebook <laughs> of your travels. It's, it's almost like I live vicariously through Dave's travels. Um, what is your favorite food? Mole. What is it? Mole. (laughs) It's a red chili sauce um, that's uh, very common in Mexico. Sounds like I would like it. It's amazing, but it has about eight different chilies in it, so it takes all day to make. Oh, wow. Okay. And I agree with Marsha. That's amazing. However, I I do have to say my favorite uh, food is fried chicken. With, without a doubt, because that's what we had basically every Sunday was a, a big fried chicken meal and all the siblings came home and it was uh, a family day. Yeah, good. And so uh, most beautiful place you've ever been to? I would say Black Forest in Germany. It's one of my favorite places. Okay. I would have to say Tulum, Mexico and the Mayan ruins. That's just amazing to to see that and what they accomplished. And then to look over that beautiful blue Caribbean water is just amazing. If you could describe success in one word, what's the word you'd use? Happiness. Fulfillment. How do you want to be remembered? That I connected with people. That I'm a good guy. Advice for a younger Marsha. Just go for it. (laughs) Dave? Always aspire to do more and to do better. All right. Uh, What's your favorite sound? I would say running water, waterfall. I was going to say, you know, thunderstorm, rain. Good sleeping. Mm -hmm. I love it. All right, last question. Best lesson you've learned? 
probably my best lesson is to not assume that people understand what you say, have a base knowledge of what you want to talk about. Don't assume their thoughts or perceptions, but to start at the beginning and draw a really good baseline. Yeah, where people are concerned, it's almost dangerous to assume anything. Right. right? Best lesson. Um, Valerie Shaw shared with me years ago that you always want to speak kindly and softly, no matter what you're feeling uh, at that moment, because you can always circle around with a great, you know, conversation or explanation of things, but never just react. Yeah, there's less risk of doing damage. Exactly. Uh, right. So Dave Whelan from Commerce Bank and Marsha Carter from Shelter Insurance Companies, co-chairs of this year's Leadership Columbia 2019. Thanks again for all the work you guys are doing. We've got several more weeks to go together. Uh, but thanks for coming by today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and thanks for all you do, Tony, for Leadership Columbia as well. You're welcome. We have our uh, business and leadership lesson coming up next on Better Than Before. The all-new three-row Subaru Ascent. Room for up to eight passengers. Choice of second-row captain's chairs or bench seating. Standard EyeSight driver assist technology. Coming from Kelly Blue Book's most trusted brand for four years running. The Subaru Ascent. Love is now bigger than ever. University Subaru, your locally owned dealer. Join us for the Subaru A Lot to Love event going on now. Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to the Better Than Before podcast. I'm Tony Richards, and game-changing moves for your business or your organization is what we're going to talk about the next couple of minutes. Here's the key question. What is your game-changing move for your organization right now? In other words, what is the one thing that if you did it right now, your business would go to a completely different level? What is the one big thing. I want you to get a piece of paper or get out your smartphone and make a note, whatever you use to keep your thoughts uh, recorded. I want you to write it down because you're going to want to confront that one big thing every single morning when you go into your organization. Here's just some key questions as far as game changers. If there was one thing you could do to improve your business, what would it be and what do you need to do to make it happen? Second thing is, if there was one thing that you could do to improve your personal performance as a leader in that organization, what would it be and how could you make that happen? And number three, what messages are you not listening to or refusing to confront in your business and what will you do to confront them? 
And we were talking about that movie earlier about the Challenger disaster where the management was just not willing to confront the issues that the engineers were bringing up. And it cost seven people their lives. So you've got to listen to your people and you've got to confront issues in your business that can possibly be the make it or break it point for you. You want to focus on a few things. Notice in my three questions I just asked you, the key two words in those questions were one thing. If there were one thing you could do to improve your business, if there's one thing you could do to improve your personal performance, if there's one thing that you're not confronting in your business, what is it? Focusing on a few things at mastery versus a whole bunch of stuff at mediocrity. Get the complexity out of it. Keep simplifying things in your business. It's really easy. It's really easy to make things complicated. It takes real genius to continue to simplify things and focus. And it's impossible to focus if you've got too many things flying around. Most companies fail because there's too many great opportunities Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. I want to do that. Instead of focusing on the best one or two opportunities that are right in front of them, you can be good at 20 things, but what are the one or two things you're going to nail every single time? What are the one or two things you're going to be a master in? Ubiquity kills a company, and when a product is relatively scarce, it increases in value. For instance, you probably remember the shoes and there's still a few around. You see a few people wearing Crocs. You remember those shoes? They had the rubberized uh, shoe with the holes in them or this, that, and the other. They created a fad, not an icon. They got into extensions like we got Croc flip-flops and we got Croc sandals and we got this and we got that. And they lost focus on their customer base that just wanted the Croc shoe. I've had banks tell me before, we want to be more than a bank. Well, how about being just a great bank? That's what your customer wants. If they wanted something else, they'd let you know about it. But just assuming they want more than a bank is probably a mistake. So here's a couple of things to really think about. Make sure that your structure and your strategy are aligned in your business. Structure follows strategy. So depending on what your plan is for attacking the marketplace, you need to have a structure that's in alignment with that. The right people have to be in place. So it typically goes strategy first, structure second, people third. So you want a strategy for the market. You want a structure to support it. And you want the right people in the right seats doing the right things. And as you continue to grow, you got to keep working on that structure or the plumbing in your business. You got to make sure that it's doing what it's supposed to do to support your big plan. And you need to build a dream team. You can't build a great company with mediocre people. So you have to continue to build the capacity and the capabilities of your people because you're building capacity and capability for future opportunity. You want to make sure when those opportunities morph or get larger that you have the people that can match. Uh, they've got the capacity to respond to that opportunity. 
So that usually requires you to be a better coach, a better leader, a better manager, or a better mentor. And there are different skill sets for each one of those four categories. You have skill sets in leadership that need to be used. You have skill sets in management that need to be used. You have skill sets in coaching that need to be used. And you have skill sets in mentorship that need to be used. That's not my topic today, and maybe we'll get into that sometime. But you are the focus of making sure that the organization has the capabilities it needs to get to the opportunities that you've identified. And you, quite frankly, need to work yourself out of your position. So you need to learn how to delegate, how to coach, how to mentor, how to lead, how to manage. So you're always looking for somebody to replace you in some of the things that you do while you retain the critical things that only you can do. And I have a saying that I use with people all the time. You can't go up if you're not willing to give up. In other words, if you don't throw off some stuff, you know, if you were in a hot air balloon and you had too many things in your basket, you wouldn't be able to get the balloon off the ground. You'd have to throw some things over. And so that's that analogy illustrates what I'm talking about. You need to empty your basket of some things that you've been handling that you don't need to handle anymore. So you need to give that to competent people who can handle it so your balloon will get off the ground. You can rise up to another level and also ascend to better opportunities. You know, you you make the organization not really need you. And uh, you can deceive yourself into thinking, well, the organization needs me. Well, it may need you now, but it needs to grow to a point. It doesn't need you. You need to create a new need right? You need to be growing and developing and creating a new need that the organization has for you. And then finally, I would say, as far as organizational excellence, you need to create a wow customer experience. Make your product or service so wow worthy or so valuable that when they use it, they are so blown away by how great it is and awesome results that it produces, they tell everybody how good it is. They say, hey, have you ever worked with Tony Richards as an executive coach? Man, he did wonders for me, and you need to work with him. Now, on the other hand, if they use your product or service and they're disappointed or it doesn't uh, quite give them the benefit that they thought they were getting, they may tell millions of people in just a few seconds You ever notice how on social media these days, every time somebody has a bad experience at a business or an organization, the first thing they do is just blow the horn on social media. That could be going out to millions of people. If you service them in a great way or in a good way, they might tell 10 or 20 people. But when you mess up and your structure and people do not deliver the result they were expecting, they could tell millions about your screw up and about how it was their product or service was mediocre to not good at all. So you got to watch out for that too. Well, that's our show today. We're brought to you by University Subaru. Join us for the Subaru A Lot to Love event going on now. From here, been here, always will be here. University Subaru, your truly locally owned dealer. Hey, be sure and give us a five star rating, it helps us move up the podcast charts. 
so other people can become interested. They can also share in the value that you're getting from our podcast every week, and we'll get new subscribers. It's a really nice gift you can give to us. We would be eternally grateful to you for that and also for listening every single week. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Richards 4 You can follow our organization at Clear Vision Dev, D-E-V. On behalf of our associate producer, Whitney Coker, and our chief producer, Bill Foster, I'm your host, Tony Richards, reminding you that until I talk to you next week, everything gets better when you get better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.